0: To Genesis chapter 45 with me this evening. Genesis chapter 45. When you find that, I'd like for you just to look at something a moment. Uh, in Genesis chapter 25, you have the birth of Jacob. I don't know if you've ever noticed this in your Bible or not, but uh, there are 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. Jacob is born in chapter 25 of the book of Genesis. Do you realize that much of the book of Genesis is taken up with Jacob and his family? There's not that much on the creation, Genesis 1 and 2. There's not that much on Noah and the flood. I don't know about you, sometimes I think about I wish the Lord would have Said more, <clears throat> put more chapters in there. Amen. Wouldn't you? I, I'd have some questions about it. And uh, but God said no. That that's not what you have is sufficient. You you're not going to live on an ark with animals. Well, I know I'm not because me and brother Jim we wouldn't have no cats on there no how. We wouldn't have sent a dove out. We'd open the window and said, "Here, kitty, kitty." And uh, he was still swimming. We had, no, it ain't time to open the yard. And, uh, you know, right, Brother Jim. Wouldn't have sent a dove out, we'd have sent a cat out. But anyhow, I don't know what made me tell you that. I feel like I'm in trouble already tonight. Isn't it something that that much of the book of Genesis God gave to this man and his family? I don't know all the reasons. I just say to you, family is what we're all connected with. And there's much to learn. Jacob made a lot of mistakes. A lot of things in his family were not right. There's much to learn as you read about his family. Tonight, I just want you to start with me in chapter 45. And I want to preach tonight on the man that cried uncle. Cried uncle. How about it? Remember when you was kids? I don't know about you girls now. You'll just have to listen. But boys, when we were young, right? If the guy cried uncle, he was given up, wasn't it? I don't know who invented that. I don't know where the kids still do that today. But if he cried uncle, he was given up. Uncle was a good word to hear if you were on top. It was an awful bad word to have to say if you were on the bottom in pain, you know. It was really bad. But to cry uncle. Well, in chapter 45, Jacob is going to cry uncle. I want to read it to you, and then tonight I'll try to tell you what's on my heart, and we'll see it in the life of Jacob chapter 45 and in verse 25, and they went up out of Egypt. Now that's the boys that went down there to buy grain. This time when they went down, Joseph identified himself. I am Joseph. And now Joseph sent them back out of Egypt, back up to Canaan to get Jacob, his father, and the rest of the family. That's what verse 25 is referring to. They went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father and told him saying, Joseph is yet alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted for he believed them not. Boy, if you just studied Jacob's family and find out why he didn't believe the boy. I don't know of anything more disastrous in a family than when integrity, honesty is lost in that family. I've been married to Judy 42, 43 years, went with her four years. I can honestly tell you I ain't never caught her in a lie all that time. I don't know what I'd do if I found her lying. I just don't know what I'd do. I believe it'd kill me. I just don't know what I do You just can't live where there's dishonesty and notice Jacob didn't believe him but if you read this family history you'll find out you wouldn't believe him either. how terrible when that is lost yeah yeah you can have what do they call it out there on the base on affair you're having an affair only trouble is when your wife forgives you or you forgive her That doesn't put back in your marriage believing. Well, they should have been here at 6 o'clock. Where were you? You didn't used to think like that. They don't ever tell you that on the television when they exploit and try to make these extra adulteries, what it is, look so good, do they? You believe them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel said, It is enough. I say that means Uncle. He cried, Uncle, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die here is a man who cried uncle let's pray together just a moment father thank you for the wonderful evening the wonderful week together now Lord as we go to the next church and go about the work that you've given all of us to do we pray for safety we pray for brother Miss Decker for Bobby and Jared we pray for Brother Mike and his dear wife. Pray for every member of the church. One thing I found in my own life this morning as I prayed, I was able to call name after name up there this morning in the motel room. Called every family name after name. Lord, I thank you for that. I pray that you keep that with me and Judy as we go down the road. May we remember them by name. Pray for them even as they're doing for Brother Chris Hooker and for us. God, you put us together. We ask the Holy Spirit to knit us truly as Jonathan and David were knit together in their souls. We pray for that. Church people need it. Not just giving out, but to know missionaries, love them know them by name and are praying for them. We love you tonight. Use me for Jesus' sake. It's in his name I ask it. Amen and amen. Notice she finally cried, it is enough. Now if that's all you had about Jacob, you would suppose that what that meant was it just means okay I'll go down to Egypt. But because you have 25 chapters to look at, you can find out that when he cried, uncle, he meant much more than I'm going to Egypt. Here's another thing I want you to see. Look in chapter 47. You're in 45. Turn over to chapter 47. Now he's down in Egypt. And Joseph has taken Jacob in to see Pharaoh. Very interesting. He, he now is before the greatest king on the face of the earth. Here is this lonely little shepherd man named Jacob. And notice what happened in chapter 47, verse 7. And Joseph brought in Jacob his father and set him before Pharaoh. Now would you look at this. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? Now notice this is after he cried uncle. And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Notice he's an old man when he finally cries uncle. He's an old man. Please don't lose sight of that. He's an old man when he finally surrendered. He's an old man. Because he waited so long, listen to how he had to describe his life to Pharaoh. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. Now here is a man that just said to Pharaoh, by the way, in verse 10. He blesses Pharaoh again. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Notice he did it twice. And yet he had to say, few and evil. That's not a very good testimony to say to a lost man who believes that you know something about God that he don't know anything about. And you have to say, well, I want to tell you about my life. Uh, I've not lived to the same age as my forefathers, but that ain't all. Evil have been the days of my life. What caused that? Could it be that he waited so long to say it is enough? Is that what it is? I remember a man in a camp meeting one day he was so thin, obviously unhealthy thin. Not just a thin man, but he was unhealthy in his thinness. And he was telling about how the Lord had called him 11 years before that to the mission field, but he hadn't gone. And now his health was broken. Broken. And now he was gone. Dr. Bob Sinsat was sitting next to me. He's in heaven tonight. I said to Brother Sinsat, Brother Bob, do you know that man? He said, yeah. I said, 11 years he's been on the run from God. He said, yes, sir. I said, tell me about his children. He said, every one of them are at Brother Roloff's. Brother Roloff was living then yet. Every one of them are at Brother Roloff." I don't know all about it but you look me right in a god-given eyeball you can't stand against god and win it's not going to go well with you for the book of proverbs said the way of transgressors is hard the way of transgressors is hard i want to just give you this piece of advice you don't hear any other thing that i say to you tonight Here's what I'd say to you. Surrender just as quickly as God speaks to your heart. Let him have his way with thee. Say, I say, I will say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. You can have your way with me. Don't wait until God hedges you into a corner and you and your family suffer. I don't see how people do that personally. I I I I I pick on Judy a lot. Some of you tried to get her to be mad at me this week. Yeah, you did. You tried to get some you women tried to get her stirred up and make her a women's liber or something. But ah, she knows better than that. Uh, You know, to me that would be cruel, wifey. God spoke to my heart on Saturday night about that church. That we had pastored 10 years and Sunday night, we was gone, weren't we? Why, wifey? Well, I can't resist God and you prosper. We're one flesh. And you can't resist God and me prosper. We're one flesh. It's important. I, 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 I know you're giving. Man, oh, days, I know how you're giving. I know, I believe, i got confidence. By His grace, you'll get John and Miss Angela on. I believe you really will help to get Brother Wells to Thailand. I know you will, church. I believe in you. I know God's grace is with you. But I want to say to you, it could be God wants much more than just a car. God wants your life, amen? And And it may not be for the foreign field. It may be for the bus route. Who's going to take Brother Tussie's place when he leaves for the mission field? That woke him up. Do you see that breath he took that time? That's the deepest breath he's had in two weeks. Son, his button popped. When I said that, he jerked away. Who's going to take his bus route? It was going to take them 3 and four, third and 4th grade kids that he was telling me about in his Sunday school this morning that pledged $12 and some cents a week, a week uh, in faith promise. That little 3rd and 4th grade kids did, preacher. And And Brother Tussie was telling me about that. It might be right here at home, right here at home, to surrender to the Lord. Enter into faith promise this year. Let God have his way with you. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, if I could give you anything if you let me give you one thing. Cry, Uncle. As soon as you know it's the hand of the Lord talking to you, cry, Uncle. Cry, Uncle, cry, it is enough. God, you can have your way with me. He cried, Uncle. But he was a hundred and thirty years old and out of his own mouth he said the days have been few and they have been evil. I wonder what Pharaoh thought when he said that. I wonder if Pharaoh said inwardly, well all that I've heard about that God that this man and his family worships he's supposed to be the great God. Why are his days You notice the kids of these missionaries that go to the field, that live way out in the brush, that stand in a choir of Africans, and there are them two little white kids standing right there, and it don't rub off. But wait a minute, 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 minute. and it didn't, it didn't those children spiritually they're happy kids it didn't hurt them ever notice that our kids missionaries kids listen they they put up with a lot they really do but it but it doesn't destroy them what about brother Sloan's family Brother Sloan's family, all the way back to Grandpa and right down the line, boy after boy after boy, and the girls surrendering to do the work of God. Why aren't they bitter? Why don't they share, Miss more Why does a preacher... <laughs> Please, Miss Decker, would you raise his allowance this year just a little he he slipped me a note just before I got up here. I can't, know where I put it, Miss Decker. He, he gave me a note. Said try to get my allowance raised, and and so I've got to do that. Or he probably won't fill me up with gas. Would you try to know, right, to, to bring it up a little for me, please? Give him an extra two bucks or something like that. Just anything. If you could just help him with a little. Is that enough, preacher? Do you think she she got it? Uh, here, here's a grown man that has to live on a twenty dollar bill. Why that is listen, that kill you. You buy your paper and eat that McDonald's, You'd be starved by Wednesday. I looked at me right now, God given eyeball because I'm looking at you. How come Bobby's on the mission field? Jared wants to go. Mike and Alicia and, and are, are planning to go to the Ukraine. Why aren't those kids bitter? Why aren't they angry? Why aren't they saying, there's my daddy driving that old dumb pickup truck? My mother with that band, with all that mileage on it. I tell you, I'm getting me a husband that has a good job, and I'm not going to live like that. You ever think why? Here's why let me tell it to you straight because brother and sister Decker are surrendered God gives the kids the grace they need you know why I didn't bother the justice children way out there in the brush standing with all them little black kids every one of your friends, a little African that you probably can't understand what the kids saying And to get his attention, you have to hit him with your stick or your fire truck so he understands that you're the boss of this game. The reason I say that, I used to play with a kid and his name was cereal, And I called him Corn Flakes. And this ain't no lie. About every two weeks, Mike, I had to smack him with my iron fire truck. I'm from the Iron Age. My toys were not plastic, Mike. I'm from the Iron Age. You had to nail old cornflakes up by the side of the head with your fire truck just to get his attention, just to tell him who's in charge around this place. Whose sandbox are we in anyway? He'd go home bawling, and I'd get a whooping. But, but, but listen, I think I did him good. I don't know what happened to him, but surely I had to help him. Have been for me, ain't no telling how that boy would have turned out. God gives our children grace. But look at Jacob's family. Are you looking at Jacob's family? His boys were so rotten, they sold their own brother into slavery. That's pretty rotten, ain't it? No what? you read the story, them boys were rotten all the way through. It's a call. I'll tell you exactly what it was. He waited till he was an old man and they were all grown and had their families and their kids were just like they were, and then he surrendered to God. I'm gonna say for your children's sake, if your if the Lord calls you to teach a Sunday school class, drive a bus, get on it do it render right away come right to the preacher don't ever push God don't ever resist him you can't resist God and win let him have his way with thee. yes he surrendered but he surrendered as a whole man and he cried it is enough I went through the life of Jacob and said to myself "Oh, dear God what made Jacob act like that why didn't Jacob let him have let you have his way with his life right off if you're not a good God maybe you're a cruel God if you don't keep your promises God why Jacob why didn't he surrender what kind of God was he running from what kind of God was he running from Ain't that a good question? How many of you had a dad make you run? Just the thought of it, huh? <laughs> An evangelist told me his greatest nightmare is he hears his daddy's belt coming out of the loots. Said <clears> it <throat> still <a> in nightmare. <laughs> Cereal's nightmare was that fire truck of mine. Up but a side of the head. He'd play good for about two weeks. He'd play good. He'd let me decide where the roads were in my sandbox and other things too. See, he just needed help. And I'm saying to you tonight, I'm going to walk through the Bible just in Jacob. And I want you to see what kind of a God he was resisting. What kind of a God was he running from? Why didn't he cry uncle early? Because I'm telling every one of you, Every one of you that are resistant, includes you ladies too. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wonder how much I'd give to missions if Judy was a guinea. And what if your wife was a it brother Mike, while you was over in Italy? And she said he's gone. And uh I'm running things. How much missions would I give if Judy was against it? And I wonder how much you give because your wife's against it. And I'm going to say it to you, lady. Missions is right. And when you stand against missions, you're standing against God. And every one of you people that convince yourself that you can't give You're resisting the Lord. You can't go soul winning. You can't be in Sunday school. You can't come Wednesday night. A whole lot of times it ain't that you can't. It's just that you won't. You don't want to. You don't want to put yourself out. you got gotten so stinking lazy. You like sitting in front of that television. You don't want to even miss one night a week. You're bachelin' and cold. And you need revival and i going to tell you it may be a lady and maybe god ain't calling your husband to the mission field but your husband would like to help in this church he does see the need of getting john on he sees it maybe he tried to speak to you about it today lady what was your attitude about it well when you make more money we'll give a little I ought to say something about that, but I choked it off right then. He must have got you out of a Cracker Jack box, you know that? You couldn't be much more than the prize in the Cracker Jack box. Could you think a woman thinking like that? She'd have to come out of a Cracker Jack box, wouldn't she? That's free. Don't make no ugly looks at me. It's all right. I said it. I meant it, you outfit. Understand that, lady? You're resisting God. You're resisting your husband. And you're going to prosper. No, you're not going to prosper. Your children are going to be rebels because you were a rebel. And you know what? It ain't no doubt in my mind. Every one of you that are resisting God, I don't know what it's about. I don't i don't know what it's about. Maybe praying. Maybe your Bible. I don't know what it's about. But I'm going to tell you, someday, someplace, God and you are going to have a crossing. God's going to meet with you. If you watch Jacob's life, and I ain't got time to preach at all, but when he was in the womb, well, you turn there and I'll show you the word. Look in Genesis 25. I am not going to preach it. Normally, I preach it in a week. Normally, I spend a week with Jacob. When I go, sometimes God leads to do that. In Genesis twenty-five, twenty-two, and here I am tonight, in just a few minutes, Judy told me today would you pay attention that clock that's on that pew?" I said is that what that thing is I thought somebody left their lunch plate but I see it now it's a clock she said pay attention to it every time she tells me to let you get out early tonight I feel led to preach five nights in one especially since brother Decker said take the time long as you get my allowance up, you take your time. And I have done that, ain't I, Miss Decker? I've done that. Hey, look, if you want to study the life of Jacob, in chapter 25, he's in the womb, and uh, with his twin brother Esau, and they ain't just uh, moving around in there like babies do. Uh, they're doing more than that. Verse 22, and the children struggle together gather within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. This was not the normal movement of a baby in the womb. There was something going on in there. It may have been like them television wrestling matches you watch. I got a note from your wife and she said would you nail that low down wrestling stuff it's somewhere right here your wife gave it to me them two boys in her womb son it was going on and notice God assigned a word to Jacob struggle and if you watch his life he is struggling 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 Look over just a moment. Chapter 25 and verse 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now that's going to result in a struggle. Jacob is mama's boy. Esau is daddy's boy. You're going to have a struggle. And it was a struggle, wasn't it? I mean, if you know, he cheated his brother twice, didn't he? He ran away and went to Uncle Laban's. And how many of you know enough of the story to know when he got over there, it was a struggle. Laban tried to, to, to rob him, and he tried to rob Laban. And they went back and forth. It's always a struggle. He's always a struggle. You know, a lot of people in churches today are struggling. I'm talking about in our kinds of churches. They're struggling. I, I know there can be tough times. I know, I know, me and Judy live it. I know, I know what it is. We had a great week just a week or two ago. Had a great week. We made $25 that whole week. It's tremendous. And Judy said, hey, big boy, you better get in touch with the God that called you, you hear? You can't live on $25 a week. you so see, I don't get no allowance at all, Miss Decker. Would you please help Judy, you know, talk to her, write her a note, or do something for me, please? $25. A preacher said, to me, how about preaching tonight? I said, whatever, brother. He said, you're broke, ain't you? I want to help you, so you preach tonight. I said, okay, I'll do it. He did help me too. Praise the Lord for your pastor. Amen. Why are you struggling? Why are you struggling? Are you blaming the Republicans? Your friend Willie. I'm not talking about the whale. Why are you struggling? Why is it such a struggle? Some of you have a good jobs. Some of you do well. Why has life been a struggle? It was with Jacob until at the age of a hundred and thirty, he said, It's enough. It's enough. All right, Lord. I'm ready to do it your way. And do you know when he went down into Egypt? God went with him. The blessings of God came upon him. His beloved Joseph was there. In fact, the day he died, Joseph was him. His beloved Joseph was there. In fact, the day he died, Joseph is the one that closed his eyes. I mean, it turned around when he said, It is enough. You watch his life down in Egypt. I'm telling you, Israel did well. They went down there, 70 people, and became a multitude. What was behind it? Just that business of resisting God. What kind of a God was he resisting? I started to tell you, you're going to be, you're you're going to say, well, why would he resist such a God? you know one day you're going to say oh I wish we'd have let God have his way with us hon. I really wish we'd have let God have his way I wish we'd have yielded a long time ago I wish we would have hon I believe our kids would be in church today if we'd have just gave and our boys are in church, but I just I'm just trying to talk like some of you have to talk. I believe our kids should be in church today if we would have just yielded ourselves and let the Lord have his way with us. What kind of a God are you resisting? Well, turn in Genesis twenty-eight. And twenty-eight, chapter twenty-eight is the chapter wherein Jacob, after lying to his father, stealing the birthright from Esau, Esau said, I'm going to murder my brother. And he had to leave home. And on the first night out, chapter 28, is where he leaves home. In verse 10, Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. That night he sleeps for the first time. Remember, he was a mama's boy mama tucked him in he had a fine place to sleep in the tent but he didn't know anything about camping and so he took stones and made him a pillow his mama wouldn't let him be in the Boy Scout because they get dirty oh he did go with his sister and sell cookies but but you know And God came to him that night. <laughs> God came to him. I want you to see the great promise of the Lord. In chapter 28, verse 15 Behold, I'm with thee, I will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. Listen to the promise of the Lord For I will not leave thee till I've done that which I've spoken to thee of. Can't get any plainer than that. God said, Jacob, I know you're here. I had you stop at this very place. Here's where I wanted you to spend the night. I wanted you to see the ladder, the angels ascending and descending. I wanted you to know heaven is not as far away as you think. I want you to Oh, my eyes on you I want you to know I'm with you and you're different you're not like everybody else and you can have the blessings and I'm gonna do all that I promise you'd think right there and then Jacob would do more than pour that oil over that stone you'd think he would say oh God, I didn't know you but here's my life instead of that if you turn to chapter 28 just a minute and to your amazement, notice the words that you read. In verse 20, and Jacob bowed about saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go. What God just gets done saying. And what has the preacher been quoting to you all week? About your tithe, about your giving. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Sometimes I've had, in fact, i got a check in my wallet. And I, I've got it. I don't mind showing it to you. One time a man said to me, Brother Gersh, you've got a lot of needs with the ministry, don't you? I said, yeah, i got my share. He said, I wrote you a check for $100,000 here. And he gave me a check for $100,000. Before I could say anything, he began to laugh. He said, the only trouble is it ain't no good, and I didn't sign it. I said, that's okay. I'll put it in my wallet. He said, oh, no, 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 you don't have to keep it. I said, yeah, I'm going to keep it. I guess she knew what I'd do with it. I wouldn't try to cash it. You. I'd lay it before the Lord. One day God's gonna make that check good. Yay and much more. God is gonna do it, Brother one of these days. He said, Jacob, I will. Jacob, I will give you my word. I am the God that cannot lie. You've made will first thing out of Jacob's mouth is if if and down a little bit in verse 21 he adds the word then then shall the Lord be my God the last phrase in verse 21 then rather than saying oh God I believe you I'm going to step out that's faith I'm going to step out you promised and you can't lie and I'm going to step out and I'm going to obey you and mind you until you do that life is going to be a struggle you don't like to be called a liar Fighters. and it's fighting words ain't they when I was a little boy two things get it on they said your mama wears combat boots well, right there that was enough Somebody's going to cry uncle in just a little while. And you prayed it was the other fella. or if he said you lied, words just had to get straightened out, you know. Or look at me, God don't like to be called a liar either. When God said you do what I told you to do, and I promise you, I will. My grace will not fail you grace is sufficient for thee but he didn't do it consequently life's a struggle look in chapter I believe it's chapter 31 I'll, I'll go ahead of you just a minute ah uh, well come to yeah, chapter 31 he's now getting ready to leave uncle Laban's boy that situation is falling apart I mean they're at odds with one another and uh He's fixing to, to leave out and they're talking. Laban wants to kill him except God said you better not touch him. So Laban's scared of God. He didn't do it. But listen to what Jacob said. Chapter 31 verse 41. Thus have I been 20 years in thy house. I served thee 14 years for thy two daughters. Remember that deal? Remember how he served seven years for Rachel because... He loved her. And you remember how Laban switched and gave him Leah? That's why us fellas never leave the altar now until we lift the veil and look in. Ever since Laban did that to Jacob, we don't leave the altar. We lift the veil and look in and see what or who we got. You thought it was just to kiss you. Hey, we kiss you through that veil. No problem at all. We want to see what we're kissing. He said, I've served you 14 years for your two daughters, six years for that cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Now look at the God that he's fighting against. Why don't he yield? There was a God that made him a promise. Here is a God that's been keeping the promise. Jacob knew this. Jacob said, Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac, had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesterday night. Out of his own mouth, god got me. Godspeed! You'd think he'd get down right then and say, "Oh dear God, I shouldn't be resisting you. You've been too good to me. Lord, you've watched over us." But alas, he waits till he's a hundred and thirty years of age. When you look and see, how many would agree? That's awful ugly or whatever you want to call it. That's awful bad to do something like that, isn't it? Does it surprise you that God can't give His kids the grace that He would like to give them? Can you see why? It's a serious business for God to give you a promise. He gave His only begotten Son for you and you know He's good for His Word. And you not to ye. boy sometimes you think I just pick on Judy I love her to death she married me when I was lost and she is lost neither one of us knew God she didn't marry no preacher she married a savior but God here we're on the road this is 25th year of it 300 days 300 days she drags it on I couldn't ask for a better life. I don't do it alone. I'm going to be in suffering. She's going to suffer too. I ain't let her home. Hallelujah. Lord, thank God for you, dear women. How what power you have. How you can help us men to serve God, to yield ourselves. For your later. I believe you'll be better off when you see Jesus just being a woman that helped her husband in every way to serve the Lord than if you see him and tell him, I was a Congressman. A congresswoman, Ain't that a You should be home holding your wife. Say amen right there. Say amen right there. Boy, some of you women, you just look so stony faced. You ain't bothering me, Jack. I'm a leader. Quit trying to get it off. You don't know whether we have or not. God must. I wouldn't be preaching it on the last night. Number three. Oh, boy. How are we going to cover all five nights in just just this little bit? Look in chapter 32. They got out to a brook one night. Verse 24. Jacob was left alone to wrestle a man with him until the breaking of the day. Verse 25. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. now you think right here Jacob you'd think this means he's yielding, but you're going to see in a little bit he's not and he said I will not let thee go except thou bless me and he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast." prevailed and in verse 29 it even closes with the words and he blessed him there but just a little bit on you would think that Jacob would say all oh, that's it I'm gonna let God have his way with me I, I'm gonna do that but you come to chapter 37 here's where the boys come with that coat that they dipped in the blood of a goat and they bring it to their father and say, say, tell us, is this your son's coat? And in chapter 37, verse 33, and he knew it and said, it is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without a doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. You're not yielded to God when you can't say, I will be done. You're not yielded. There's still a struggle. Jacob is angry at God because his favorite son, Joseph, is no doubt dead. See the bloody coat? He must be dead. He ain't middle. Everybody tried to comfort him, and he said, "I will not be comforted. I will not. I mean to go down to my grave sad." The other died. Brother Gene Hooker, Bessie, his wife, brother and sister Donald Grizzle. He's a pastor. Juanita's Hooker's daddy and mother. Juanita and Shane went back. To the little duplex that a church is providing them there in Jacksonville Florida I told them to stay as long as they wanted to stay no charge They put in food they're keeping it stocked they're cleaning it for them and just treating them I got back to the house the other night brother Chris was so low he's depressed the only thing he would say is the words useless useless The whole family was down the whole family was so discouraged with it all brother gene with great tears run down his cheeks told me they got back to the duplex sister Bessie said let's sing brother Donald said yeah I think we ought to sing they began to sing and for the next little while they sat there together and wept and cried and sang to the Lord and prayed. And Brother Gene said, Brother Ron, God came down and visited us in that little two I didn't promise you a bed of roses. Last night it was so foggy in Florida. Our son's a deputy sheriff there. A the man was driving on the wrong side of the road, and that fog. I nearly hit him. Could have hit. Him. Are we better than Gene and Bessie? Is my boy better than their boy? Oh. that our boy been killed last night? Yes. And what of us, watching? Are we yielded? Would we turn our backs on God and say, I ain't fair? That just ain't fair. God knows when you're yielded. God knows. Some of you are deceiving yourselves. I'm done. You'd have thought that night at the brook would have settled. Him. But as soon as he thought Joseph was dead, he was right back to the same old Jacob. So God brought a famine. And this famine's gonna win. I don't know any other way to say that to you. The famine, this famine's gonna win. Hey, you read the Bible carefully? Jacob. Tells them boys, you go back down to Egypt and bring us some food before we all die. It was a bad, bad. Day. God's gonna have His way, but God has promoted Joseph. God knows what He's doing. They went down, got that grain, came home. Left their brother down there locked up. Them boys didn't care. They'd already killed Joseph far as they knew. Now another brother's in jail. Them boys don't care. Hey, it's just us. It's probably the trouble why you didn't yield yourself, too. It's just me worried about you. I remember a young wife married to a young man that was making plans, talked a lot about Going to Haiti because the John that he was raised with is in Haiti, been there 30 years, and they were dear friends. And and I remember when she said, I'm not. Yeah, if you're yielded to the Lord. And if you lose your job this year, faith promise comes first. Faith promise comes first. Put it down first. Don't say, Hey, we had a job when we made that pledge. No. No, God crippled him, and thereon he rocked with a staff because he had a bad leg. You'd think he could never forget the brook. Finally, the and won, even as I started with you. There in chapter 45. The famine won. The boys went back down there. Joseph said, I am Joseph said you go up and tell my father I'm yet alive and you tell him I want him to come down here bring everything he has There's plenty of food in Egypt I'm going to take care of him and take these wagons he ain't walking down here He's coming down here in style put him in that wagon and when the boys came in saying Joseph is yet alive he couldn't believe their words but when he said all the wagons he had to save, the God that met me the first night of my journey, promised. And I, in my foolishness and sin, have accused him of all manner of things of failing me. Like this today was the first time I believe really that Miss Bessie, when I got her on the phone tonight at five that she was greatly encouraged about brother three of what if all these past days now when it was so bleak what if gene had called me and said Ron, I'm not going to be your vice president serve a missionary. I'm all done. A oh boy will never do anything again. He can't even move his hands. He can't do nothing. I don't think God's fair. What about the improvement today when he would have already made that decision? When Jacob said, I don't care what, I'm never going to be happy again. I'm never going to speak a good word for the Lord. I'm not going to do it. And now he's Burns out God I've been running from all this time. He's done nothing but good. And at last he cried, Uncle. Notice the Lord knows it. Look in chapter I guess you're in chapter forty five. Look in chapter forty six. And Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba. And offered sacrifices unto the God of his father, Isaac. And here it is in verse 2. This is worth everything. This is worth everything. This is it. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, here am I. He said, I am God. God of thy fathers, fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt. I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes, meaning when he died, his beloved Joseph would be the one that would close his eyes. Joseph would be there. And the Bible reads, Jacob rose up from Beersheba, And verse six says, "And came into Egypt, Jacob, all his seed with him." I wanted to say to you tonight, church, what kind of God are you resisting? What kind of a God? Why wouldn't you hear yourself? Has He followed you? Has He looked after you? How many in here can say, time and time again, God has shown? That he knows where i am and he loves me and he cares about me has he not done that for you time and time again god has done that why wouldn't you let him have his faith what kind of a god are you resisting that he loved you before you knew him gave His son to die for you before you knew him went to heaven and prepared a place for you promise to be with you as I was with Moses so I will be with thee I will not fail thee nor forsake thee call unto me I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things brother Brown, that thou knowest not call unto me I will answer thee some you're mad at God tonight you don't pray anymore You're showing God. No, you're not. You're showing yourself. He said, Call unto me. Why wouldn't you yield to such a God that's been so good to you? Finally, Jacob saw it. It took that terrible family. I don't know any other way to say it to you, but God won. God won. God taught. our Heavenly Father Lord I beg of you tonight for the people I I do I was going to preach out of the book of Haggai tonight I had a plan but today you turned my mind and said no you go to Jacob tonight but I don't want to come to Jacob really Lord but you wanted it I appreciate the strength you gave me I thank you tonight Oh Lord, where is it? Who is it? Who is it that you've watched over, been good to, just like Jacob? Who is it tonight that is falsely accusing you, not believing you, not having faith? Who is it tonight? Where are they, Lord? Has the Holy Spirit had enough time to speak to that one about how good you've been to him, what all you've done for him? Has he? pointed out in their hearts, I believe He had specific instances where nobody but God could have done that for them. Why won't they even here we are at the end of the week? The preachers talk so much about mission. Only you can see their heart.